Be sure to check us out on Patreon. There you will find our community with several different tiers of learning. Our Patreon community is all about immersing yourself in the streams, teachings, and the Taya practice with lots of Taya tools and Taya teachings via weekly live video and exclusive coaching sessions at patreon.com. Because to have a flat pyramid would mean we would be in that utopian state of all being in the same exact vibration with zero discord. And that is not possible in a physical environment. It is not the purpose of a physical environment. And the sooner you come to that realization, the happier you will be. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. Today, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic, or maybe it's everybody's least favorite topic, depending on my audience. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about money. Uh, I, I know that we get way into talking about the matrix and lifting ourselves out of the matrix. We talk about joy and clarity a lot. We talk about abundance. And when we use the term abundance, we mean whatever you want to experience in your life. It's not just about money. But there's no escaping that money is a huge topic because it does impact all of our lives. And the matrix really, I say it runs on fear and judgment, but it largely runs on money. Look at how many aspects of your life are tied to commerce. And that's by no accident. We've tied everything into this money system of exchange. And we all know that it's vibrational. We all know that there are a handful of people operating at the top of the, the money pyramid, if you've been listening to my teachings. And most people are somewhere below the top of the pyramid, all the way down to the bottom of the pyramid, where most of humanity resides, carrying the weight of the pyramid, producing most of the commerce, but not necessarily enjoying it. That, that bottom uh, portion of the pyramid is producing all of this commerce that is flowing to the top of the pyramid. The top 1% is, is it's often referred to. And if you listen to the stream's teachings and you understand vibration, you understand the collective consciousness of humanity, and if you don't, it's okay. Keep listening, you will. You'll understand that, there, that those pyramids form naturally that there's always going to be a handful of people that comprise the very, very top that have the deep clarity and appreciation on the topic and are at the top enjoying that clarity and appreciation and the abundance that comes along with it. And then there's going to be something less than that, all the way down to what you might call the bottom of your spiral or the lowest vibration or the bottom of the pyramid. We use high and low really to indicate how source aligned you are or how unaligned or, or misaligned with your source consciousness you are. It's not really positive and negative or good or bad. It's just a different experience. And one of the tips, I guess I'm jumping ahead here. One of the tips that I'm going to give you today is really appreciating those that are at the bottom of the pyramid and appreciating where you are and where you have been yourself in the pyramid. Because the demonization of the pyramid is the thing that lowers you on the pyramid. It lowers you on, the, on that scale. Because when you're demonizing, you're fearing, you're judging, you're saying this isn't right, we shouldn't have the system, this isn't fair. Well, there is no aspect of life that is fair. Life consumes life, if you haven't noticed, I'm sure you have. And there's a food chain that is a pyramid. And, and there's a being that resides at least for an experience at the top, which means there are beings that are having a lesser experience than that all the way down to the bottom of the pyramid. 
And we notice in nature that a few beings rise to the top. Most beings comprise something that would be less than that in vibration. And then there are many, many more that are in the, 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 the fast cycling decomposition, um, state of, of becoming food for the top of the pyramid, whether it's literal food or financial food, it doesn't matter. The people at the base of the pyramid are the drivers of the commerce that flows to the top of the pyramid. Understanding that and understanding that without judging it or fearing it, which is kind of the same thing. Those two things are interchangeable. That's the, that's the key. That's the secret right there is to love the pyramid, love the system. We're vibrational beings. We all operate on a vibrational spiral or a scale, if you will. And that the, the, the endless expressions of source expressing in physical, having the vibrational polarized experience, which means there, there is a very top and a very bottom and, and everything in between in terms of frequency. And that tapestry, that amalgam of frequency is what creates reality. It creates this physical expression that we all are in and hopefully enjoy. So understanding that we are not going to achieve perfection. We're not going to flatten the pyramid where we're all equal. That's just not the reality that, that we operate in. That's not what physical is all about at all. Non-physical, yes. And I understand the, the desire for that or the striving for that because we are that in non-physical. We are all viewed as, as equals, if you will. We are viewed and operate as strands of, of source consciousness, all having equal value because all of it from low to high is creating reality, the physical expression of reality. And all of it from low to high is creating expansion of consciousness, which is what it's all about anyway. So we're not going to solve everything to a place of, of perfection. We're simply not. We're going to solve some things. We are going to expand some things. We're going to evolve and become more sophisticated beings and we will solve certain problems. But if you haven't noticed, I'm sure you have, we tend to solve problems that create yet more problems, <laughs> but that's okay because the, the having of the experience, I, I speak in terms of solving problems and overcoming obstacles so that you can understand what I, that which I'm referring to, which is, is the unwanted aspects of life. But really, when you really evolve your thinking on all of this, it's not positive, negative, or challenges or obstacles and joy and abundance. It's a collection of experiences. That's the magic of, of physical existence. It's an experience. And we live in this matrix that tells us what that experience is supposed to look like and how long it's supposed to be in linear time. And, you know, a, a real clear picture of what we are supposed to be. But that's not coming from the universe. That call is coming from within the house. That's an ego-driven perspective. And that ego-driven perspective created the matrix and the matrix advanced humanity to this place where we are now, where we're beginning to figure it out wait a minute, that's all human construct, all of it. All of our traditions, our customs, our religion, our government, our gender identity, all of these things, all of that stuff is human construct. Universal law is very simple. Yes, we're polarized. 
There, there are two ends to that polarity, and that's where male, female come from. But the expression of what that is, everything beyond the biology of that is, is human construct. And that's what we're really seeing being questioned these days with all of this gender identity um, talk and exploration that we see. And that's because the younger generation is born up to speed with the time they project into, just like we were. And we have evolved. And we've evolved to a point now where we're becoming more sophisticated and the younger generation is not necessarily feeling the need to adhere to all of those old customs and human constructs. They aren't. And I think that's a great thing. But then I notice that they, they draw themselves or they place themselves right back in the matrix very often by feeling victimized in their uniqueness. So that's a sign that polarity is going to be at play and polarity is going to create some challenges no matter what. But when you understand that those challenges exist to inspire us to new thought and inspire us through the having of an experience and the becoming a more sophisticated version of ourselves in that process, then you understand that challenges are not negative, that, that low vibration is not negative, that all of the things that the matrix teaches us to label as evil are not negative. They're simply experiences. So when you start viewing your, and we're talking about finances, we're talking about money in this episode. So when you start viewing your financial beliefs as just an experience, and you start thinking of your financial position, whatever it looks like, as just that, this is just an experience that I have created for myself, for the having of it. And notice that people that have created financial challenges often are the most sophisticated on that topic. How many times have you heard someone wax poetic about how they've overcome poverty? They moved through uh, an upbringing that was less than financially abundant to discover financial abundance some, at some point later in life. How late is completely up to you. But if it hasn't looked the way that you've wanted it to look so far, if you're still challenged by it, and one of the reasons that I, I circle back to money every once in a while is because I get so passionate talking about the matrix and talking about lifting ourselves out of it and talking about detuning transgressors and living in a state of joy that I forget about the money thing sometimes. And I also think a lot of people are out there talking about money and spirituality and religion and self-help. There are endless talks about money and the law of attraction and manifesting more money and how am I going to get more money? And I will be the first to tell you there's nothing wrong with that. But I'll also be the first to tell you that money is not all of it. Money isn't everything. And I know if you don't have a lot of money and you hear that, it may sound callous or it may sound out of touch, but it really isn't because the universe is providing abundance. That's that's how I came up with the, the Taya name. Uh, TYA, trust your abundance. That's the mindset practice name. If you haven't checked out our new podcast, it's the Taya practice podcast, TYA. So check that out. And on there, you will hear from people who have dramatically changed their lives with the Taya practice. And the Taya practice is not just about money, however, it's trust your abundance meaning trust whatever it is that you wish to experience. Well, what most of us want to experience is a joyful life of freedom. We, we like clarity. I love clarity. I love understanding how the universe works and 
how the law of attraction works and the universal laws interact and, and how we create our reality. I love that stuff. So what we talk about as deliverables in the Taya practice are joy, clarity, and abundance. But abundance is, it's up to you to define what abundance is. It's okay if your version of abundance is money. But what I would guide you to, and this is from my experience practicing this and understanding the law of attraction for, for many, many years now, decades, that getting overly fixated specifically on money can really backfire on you. Because when you start really thinking in terms of dollars, inevitably you're going to turn to, well, how is that going to happen? How am I going to manifest this money? How am I going to get more? If I can say affirmations every day and do all of these things, and maybe it moves the needle a little bit, but nothing is really moving the needle the way that I want it to. I really need that big income to come through, or I need that big windfall to come in. I really do. And it's a tricky thing because when you place yourself in the vibration of need, you're always going to be in a state of need. You have to remember that that vibration operates like this endless echo chamber. Whatever you put out is always just going to reverberate back, never ending until you start changing the output. And if you are reading books and listening to podcasts and going to seminars and doing all of these things, you will probably start to, to get some traction. If you really start getting in that, that mindset of financial abundance and more money, and it will start to work for you, but very often you will find that you get pulled back to your former reality. And it's like you're tethered to it. I understand this feeling of, of feeling like you're tethered to something that you do some work, you start making some progress. And before you know it, you're sort of drawn right back to where you were before. The thing that the stream has offered us that is so interesting and so unique and so effective is really understanding vibrational flow, understanding that polarity exists to draw us down vibrationally from time to time, allowing some of our creations to unravel, allowing some of the things that are absolutely on their way to us to, to halt and turn the other direction and move away from us. And ultimately, that system was designed for us to create a more perfect version of, to us to, for us to ensure that we are ready for that influx of, of additional money to ensure that we're ready to, to handle that sort of, of shift in our reality, no matter what it is, whether it's, it's health or relationships, it's always a gradual thing. It can be instantaneous, but generally it's a gradual thing that we move toward. We move in, in the direction of, and we get a little better and a little better and a little better. And we start seeing evidence of it populate. And then because of vibrational flow, we may see some of that stuff pull back. And the important thing is, is to remember that that low vibrational period is just another experience. And the unraveling or the demanifestation of a desire is just another experience. Because when you start beating yourself up and you go racing down your spiral because something that you were so excited about is finally coming to fruition and then it just poof went away, well, you're showing the universe that you're not really truly ready for it because you allowed it to slip away so easily and you allowed yourself to go down the spiral of fear and judgment of the, the losing of it. 
and not understanding that that was all your own doing. And if you feel like a victim, gosh, well, that's really going to give your creative power away to something imaginary that you've conjured. Because if you're feeling like a victim, you're saying that the universe came and snapped it away from you. But the universe doesn't operate like that. The universe simply delivers on our vibration and that's it. And if you're not receiving what you want to receive, it is 100% every single time because you are not in vibrational alignment with that which you desire, period. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dive deeper into this exciting money topic. We're going to get into some useful tools that you can start using as soon as today to start improving your financial situation and uh, are building it building upon it. If, you, if you're already where you want to be and you want more, there's nothing wrong with that. We're expansive beings. And we're going to talk about that as well. We'll be right back. I created Taya Bootcamp back in late 2017, launched it in March of 2018. It's all about detuning your ego, detuning fear and judgment in your life, systematically raising your vibration to allow more of your natural source being to step forward and cementing these beliefs as your new operating system, your new way of life. We now have hundreds of graduates all over the world. We have 58 now uh, positive uh, Patreon reviews, all five stars. We have tons, years worth of testimonial videos on YouTube. You can go and check us out, look at our testimonial videos, interact with our community, and realize what a transformative experience Taya Bootcamp is. Click the link in our bio to book your discovery meeting to learn more about your alignment with Taya Bootcamp and that bootcamp experience. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you were inspired by that message. Uh, I, the reason that I love to share about the Taya practice and have people come on the Taya practice podcast that are, that are in the practice is to share authentically where they are, their triumphs, their challenges, how it's improved their lives, how it's continuing to do so. Understanding that Taya is a practice. You will always be a work in progress in Taya. There's no crossing the threshold, crossing the finish line, being all detuned and all fixed and living in perfection. There's no such thing. But you absolutely can improve every aspect of your life by detuning your life's transgressors and systematically raising your vibration. Period. Period. It's proven to me. Uh, we've done our own scientific experiments. If you say it's not scientific, it is because we, we prove it to ourselves. And that's the best kind of proof out there. Take these teachings, apply them in your life, see them work a little bit, choose to give them power or not. It's completely up to you. You understand that, or please understand if you don't, that everything has the power that you give to it. Everything. It doesn't matter whether it's Taya or Catholicism or atheism or veganism or giving all your power to politics. Everything has the power that you give to it. And your reality is going to be created via your beliefs and the power that you choose to give. So if you adopt a practice such as Taya and choose to give it power, it will be a very powerful agent of transformation for your life. And this very popular money topic, the money conversations are always the most downloaded uh, podcast that I that I do. Uh, I think your parents uh, were supposed to screw you up is is right up there though with the money talks. That's a, that's one I did a few years ago. That's really popular. But anytime we talk about money or financial abundance, boom, you know, we just the, the listing goes way way up because people still believe that their happiness and their joy in this life is so tied to money. 
It does not have to be. And there's certainly things in life that are that that spark joy that money doesn't buy. But I understand where you're coming from if you believe that. And I, I also know that survey after survey shows that the majority of humanity will state, if they're being honest, that they would rather be rich than happy because they believe rich is possible. They don't necessarily believe true, authentic happiness is possible. Or they believe that there's some amount of rich that's going to make them happy and that that's the only thing that's going to make them happy. And maybe you're in that camp. I've been there before. I did prove to myself that being my version of rich didn't actually buy authentic happiness. It bought moments of happiness. It it absolutely delivered moments of joy. and, And there were things that I was able to do with money that made me happy. There still is. but. I, when I arrived in that space, and and if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me tell the story a million times, but I did arrive in a space where I was living my, my childhood adolescent version of rich, which was not Kardashian rich. It was not private jets and multiple mansions and billions of dollars rich. It was living in a, in a beautiful house, nicely appointed, driving nice cars, wearing nice clothes, doing really what I wanted to do in terms of travel and dining out and and experiences. That was my version of rich. And when I achieved that, and I did fairly early, around 40, uh, that seems young to me now. I remember when that did not seem young. Now it does. But I remember achieving that around 40 and walking around that big house thinking, okay, I'm still not happy. I'm still not that level of happy that I believe is possible. In fact, I I recall thinking back to when I was a teenager and I was mostly broke. I was living, I looked like I was rich. I really focused on material things early on and I manifested them. I had nice clothes. I had a nice car, but I was really broke. And my family was absolutely broke. Paycheck to paycheck and very minimal paychecks. And I was happy. I look back, I I, I still look back at 1984 and I remember how much fun I had in the summer of 1984. I was a teenager. I think it was 16 and it was just a blast. It really was. It was absolutely a blast. And I've had joyous experiences since since then, but back then, gosh, my life was just so uncomplicated and so joyful, but it wasn't perfect. I had a, a, a severely mentally ill mother that I was, I won't say severely. She was a mentally ill, very unhappy, uh, person that I was living with. Um, not living in in nice, clean conditions. Um, But I still had a lot of fun. I absolutely did. It was a joyful time in my life and I didn't have a a flow of money. I had things. And then when I got a little older, I really got deeper into the manifestation of things. And yes, I would manifest the money to facilitate the things. Not always. Sometimes the things would just happen. But I was so fixated on things that as soon as money came in, I would go and buy more things. And it was my version of manifesting stuff. And I had a lot of material things. I have had lots of material possessions at multiple times in my life. And I have liquidated those possessions a few times, uh, just because realizing, okay, I've got all this stuff. I'm tired of having all this stuff. I want to experience something different. So I get rid of everything and I start all over again. I've done that at least three times in my adult life. Four, if you count the fire. (laughs) 
the the life that I'm living right now. Not as much material stuff because of the fire, but I'm working on recreating all of that now. So the 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 money thing is really about understanding first and foremost that money is energy. You've probably heard that before. Money is a reflection of your vibration. Money flow. If you're detuning fear and judgment around money, think more in terms of money flow. Money flows in and money flows out. If you're allowing money to flow in and then you're terrified about it flowing out, or you feel like you're heading back to being broke again every time you pay bills or unexpected expense pops up, or if there's something that you really want to experience and you send the payment off to do it, and then you immediately feel guilty about doing that, or second guess if you're doing the right thing, you've got some work to do around your money belief system. Because money, money flow is where it's at because money hoarding is its own belief system. But what's the root of, of hoarding money? The root of hoarding, hoarding money is, is fear. You're manifesting it, yet you're hoarding it because you're fearful of losing it. And you will manifest something that's going to match that. You'll either manifest losing it or you're sim- you'll simply manifest being miserable in the having of money. Believe it or not, you will. We know that there are people out there that achieve financial success. They get the money they've always dreamed of and they commit suicide. Are, are they are just really unhappy people? And, and you listen to some of these you know, very wealthy people that love to be public and talk about money and investing. Sometimes you'll, you'll see people that are joyful in that. And other times there are people that are always angry about it. The angry rich person has always been somebody that's a bit baffling to me. But I understand that that's someone who is operating in a belief system that they worked hard for their money and now everyone's out to take their money away from them and they've got to grab hold of it and they've got to hoard it. They've got to keep it. They've got to protect their wealth and that, that if they don't do that, they're going to lose it. And they will, if that's their belief, they will create that reality and they may create the reality of having all the money, but they're creating a reality where they have all of the money and they're miserable in the having of the money. What in the hell is the point of having all the money if it's not going to bring you joy? If it's not going to bring you joy, then what's the point? If it's not making your life more enriched and happier and more abundant and and a better experience, uh, an experience that is more your preference, then what's the point? Security? Well, gosh, there's plenty of people that have manifested money for security and, and died young. It's possible. Steve Jobs comes to mind. I read a couple of biographies about him. He was he was really fixated on his health because he believed he had such a great contribution to offer the world that it was important to protect his health because he needed to live a long time to do lots of things for humanity because he was such a gift. And he ended up activating that vibration of fear around health, manifested cancer and, and departed, I believe, at 54, a year younger than I am now. Seems really young at this point. But it was his manifestation nonetheless. All of our all of our demise is going to be our own manifestation. And there's no right or wrong time or right or wrong length of time. Everything's an experience. The matrix tells us it's supposed to be, I don't know what, 80, 90, 100 years. But that's the matrix. That's a matrix belief system. Steve Jobs came, had his experience, expanded his consciousness, and returned to non-physical as an expression of source. That's my belief. So he, he completed his mission. And somebody that you've never heard of that has never accomplished much of anything also is having a similar experience, expanding their consciousness in the having of their journey and returning to their completed state of being. 
So the money game is a very 3D physical experience thing. So it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. In fact, it's it's probably helpful to really think about what a small aspect of our human physical experience it actually is. Yes, the matrix teaches us that it's everything. It's everything, but it's not. Let's take the pressure off. I think taking the pressure off will, will be of immense help to many of you. Let's take the pressure off the whole money conversation. Whether you ever manifest it or not, know that you can live a joyous life and you can live an abundant life whether your money is flowing or not. There's other ways to manifest the experiences that you want to have. And if you detune fear and judgment, and I know that judgment piece tends to pop up. Well, I don't want to live off of other people. I don't want to be a, a gold digger. I don't want to be a mooch. I don't want to be a, a you know, I don't want to be a crook. I, well, you know, all these things that pop up around, well, if I'm not going to earn the money or manifest it, that David, then how am I going to get the, you know, the things that I want to have and do the things that I want to do? It really is just about allowing the universe to pamper you. As simple and perhaps silly as that sounds, it really is about just that. I allow the universe to pamper me. I allow the universe to provide. The universe always does. And when, if I, when I drop into a lower vibrational flow and I think for a, a millisecond that maybe it's not, I correct myself. Well, wait a minute. This is just an experience. This overdrawn bank account or this low bank balance or this lack of income is just an experience. I created it. Hallelujah. I create all my experiences. And here's another one. I've created this experience for myself, for the having of it. Maybe I just needed to have this experience one more time. And now I can detune whatever the root of this transgressor is. And what is the root? Think about it. When you are in uh, an undesirable financial experience and you're finding yourself there, instead of judging it and fearing it and trying to wish it away, and affirm yourself out of it. I see these affirmations on social media all the time. And I see people just digging themselves deeper and deeper into their hole with their, their affirmation, which is broadcasting to the universe. It's not here. The, I, I, I see the vibration. I feel the vibration in these affirmations. And very often the affirmations that I'm experiencing, I get the vibe of I'm broke. The money's not here. I really want it to happen. I'm affirming now. So the universe will take care of this for me. Well, the universe is not taking care of anything for you. The universe is always without fail, 100% of the time, delivering on your vibration, period, without judgment. Because we say the universe is not judgmental. We say source is not judgmental. We say to be source is to be an authentic appreciation of all creation without judgment. So if the universe isn't judging, why would the universe be trying to teach you a lesson? Why would the universe decide that it's time now for you to have your abundance or that you need to learn a deeper lesson or that you need to be punished over and over and over again? The universe is not doing that. The universe is delivering on your vibration, period, which is the greatest news I could ever share with you. Because once you accept that it's all you're doing, you then accept the power to change that. You accept that you have complete responsibility and thus you have complete sovereignty. 
you have the control. It is completely up to you to detune the limiting beliefs, the roots of those limiting beliefs, because the universe wants to deliver abundance. It's, it's, that's its job. It's not judging, but it's automatically sending out expansion energy, which we call abundance. We see that on planet Earth. We see how Earth bounces back no matter what. I get these comments sometimes on social media, and, and I hear, certainly hear plenty of chatter that we're destroying the planet. We may be polluting the planet, and the planet is going to push back, and the planet is going to prevail. I'm not fearful about that. It's an experience that we're having. But the planet is going to push back. I, I do believe that climate change is real. In fact, I think everybody is starting to believe that because we're seeing it in real time. I live in the state of California. The State Farm is definitely telling the state of California, we believe in climate change. We're pulling out. We're not going to insure you anymore. So we have evidence of how our beliefs create our reality. We see some people thriving. We see other people struggling while we see others even suffering. We see the whole range of vibration expressing itself across humanity. So we know now there's a pyramid. There are a handful of healthy people. There are a handful of wealthy people. There are a handful of happy people. There are a handful of people that are answering to no one and living the lives they want to live and doing what they want to do every day, but it's a handful and that's the top of the pyramid. And then you can go on down that pyramid to different iterations of something that's a little less and a little more uh, distant from that, all the way down to the, that huge base of the pyramid where most of, in this case, humanity is residing and how that base carries the weight of the pyramid and how that base is actually the driver of the commerce of the entire pyramid. But the dollars are actually flowing to the top. Yes, the people at the bottom are the cogs in the machine. They are the workers. They are the patients. They are the voters. They are the homeless that are, are people are, are raising billions of dollars on behalf of the homeless. Now, are the homeless actually in the receiving mode of most of that? No, no. We see again and again and again, these well-intended groups that come out, start raising money. Then the, when the money starts really rolling in, what happens? Greed kicks in. If you've been following uh, Black Lives Matter, you've seen what happened with all of that. The people that created it took in all of these millions of dollars and put most of it in their own pockets instead of giving it back to the people that it was intended for. Now, we can demonize that if we want. We can judge that. Certainly, you're right to do so. Or we can simply appreciate that, hey, this is just how the matrix works. This, this pyramid thing that we're all in, this is, this is the matrix. and you're actually going to do more for yourself and your fellow being by simply loving and appreciating it as source does, as opposed to rushing to judgment and needing justice for that sort of thing, because we have evidence of it all around us. It's, it's everywhere. And where are you going to do more good for yourself and for your fellow beings at the top of the pyramid or at the bottom? If you're fearing and you're judging and you're demonizing, you're not at the top. We don't give the, the, I shouldn't say we, the, the matrix doesn't give a lot of credit to energy and vibration. But if you've been listening to these teachings or if you follow things like this, you understand that everything starts as that. Energy, vibration, consciousness, that everything, that, that is the source of all creation. Everything is that. Physical action, physical output 
is secondary to that always. That's universal law. So if we're discounting the value or completely saying it's worthless to create a vibration or, or a consciousness creation first that is in alignment with that which we desire and instead try to rush to the physical action, we're not going to be very successful. It doesn't matter what the topic is. In this case, we're talking about money. I'm going to go get a better job. I'm going to earn more money and I'm going to get rich. Rarely works if ever. I'm going to learn investing. I'm going to start investing and I'm going to invest without trying to put any consciousness into that creation. That's a recipe for disaster. Mindset first. Don't start investing unless you're ready to love the stock market and love the game. Don't do it. You will be a victim of it. You will be at the bottom of that pyramid for sure. When you get into to working, uh, if you start work for a company, if you're going to be employed by somebody else and you're demonizing the company and you're demonizing the system and they need to pay me more and I'm a victim and this is so bad and the company's so greedy, where are you going to be? You're going to be one of the low wage workers and not the top 1% CEO. Well, that's right. I am because it's not right. That person at the top shouldn't be up there. That's wrong. Well, that's placing you lower in the pyramid. So you see evidence of this all over the place. The people at the top of the abundance pyramid are the ones that love the game, appreciate it. They understand that the CEO that's making millions and millions of dollars while paying minimum wage to the workers, they get it. They understand the pyramid, even if it's just by default, whether they believe in this stuff or not. There may be plenty of those people that you ask about law of attraction and pyramids and, you know, who's this David Strickle? He's a kook. You know, I, I'm a wealthy man. I don't need to listen to him. But they're defaulting into a belief system where I will tell you they love that system, whether they will verbalize that to you or not. They love that system. They love it or they wouldn't be up there. They love the system. They love the cogs in the machine that are supporting it for them. They love the, the consumers. They love the workers. They love all of it. And they appreciate exactly as they are. I, I have interacted with some very, very wealthy people. And the very wealthy people don't necessarily want to associate with the people at the bottom of the pyramid, but they do have an appreciation for them. Even if there's some judgment woven into it, at the end of the day, the vibration is, hey, all of these minions all of these little people, all of these people that are you know, nowhere near where I am financially, they are all contributing to my financial success. And I know why I'm, why I'm higher on the pyramid. And it's a secret, but it's not a very well-kept secret. The only reason it's a secret is because it's so hard for, for people in the matrix to believe it. That's why it's a secret. That's why the secret's a secret. People have been writing books about law of attraction for a long, long time way before that book came out, way before Abraham was a thing. Absolutely. None of us invented universal law. We're just teaching it in different ways. And the way that I teach it is to really experiment and look at what really works and what's working for them. Instead of demonizing the people at the top of the financial pyramid, what's working for them? They love it. And you can be at the top of the financial pyramid and be a joyous being. Mark Cuban comes to mind. If you know who that is, Google him. If you don't, he's a, he's on Shark Tank. You probably know who he is. That dude seems pretty joyful to me. He's a self-made billionaire who operates in joy. I witness other self-made billionaires or semi-self-made billionaires if their families were millionaires and they're billionaires. Well, I guess they're still somewhat self-made, but they're angry. You see both. 
So you don't have to be either one. But gosh, I would certainly choose joy or joyfulness over anger and fear. Because I may, if I'm in that fearful space, I may have the money, but I'm not really enjoying it because I'm so damn fearful about using it or somebody taking it, losing it or someone taking it away from me. So in the Taya practice, let's place ourselves higher in the financial pyramid just so we can do the damn things that we want to do. And, play, and in placing ourselves higher, let's do it in joyfulness and appreciation of everybody in the pyramid, understanding that the people at the bottom are having their experience and it's not our damn business to judge it. That's the thing, because the matrix says, oh, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. You have too much. Your house is too big. You have too many cars. You shouldn't be having all of that money flow in. You need to give that away. That's nobody's business but yours. It's not. And that sentiment obviously is solving nothing, because there's still plenty of people at the base of that pyramid. You are not going to, to create a tax system or a charitable system or do away with the money system and flatten the pyramid and have it stay flat. You're just not. Because to have a flat pyramid would mean we would be in that utopian state of all being in the same exact vibration with zero discord. And that is not possible in a physical environment. It is not the purpose of a physical environment. And the sooner you come to that realization, the happier you will be. And the sooner you can start moving yourself up in the financial pyramid, because you've learned that fearing and judging and demonizing the top or demonizing the bottom or believing the bottom should change or worrying about other people isn't helping me. I need to love it all. Everyone is in the pyramid exactly where their soul wants them to be because there's no wrong position in the pyramid eternally, according to source. Source loves all of it. If they choose to be at the bottom of the pyramid and have the homeless experience, are the, the poverty experience, they're having their experience and it's none of your business. That's a hard pill to swallow when you've been indoctrinated by the matrix where you're supposed to always demonize things. But I have news for you. Demonizing things lowers your vibration, holds you away from your own abundance where you don't have as much to offer to them anyway if you did want to do something for them. So I hope this talk has been helpful. It's all about mindset. And if you haven't read, and I don't get paid for this, uh, maybe I should ask him because I promote his stuff all the time, but I, I love rich dad, poor dad, uh, and cash flow quadrant, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's books, um, separate that from Robert Kiyosaki on Twitter, <laughs> because for some reason when he's on Twitter, he is, he's, he's very much about politics and things, very different version of him in his books. His books are all about mindset. And there's a good theme. It's not completely tie aligned, but it's very close. And there's a good running theme of appreciation of the system and the loving of the game and how to mentally place yourself. And he gives you some tools, but it's mental first. And that's why I love those books. Best financial books I've, I've encountered. They Can Grow Rich is another one. It's a, a very basic law of attraction teaching. Uh, some of it's a little outdated and some of that mastermind stuff. I think that uh, it has value if you give it value, but I don't think you have to do that mastermind stuff, certainly, that it talks about in there. And then certainly our money meditations, if you've gone to thestreamofdavid.com, we have the vault, which is a fantastic daily visit that you can take to your own vault of financial abundance. Uh, and I am creating a new money mindset uh, meditation that I'm going to premiere for our Patreon subscribers. So if you like this podcast and you like this episode, and you want to learn more, check out the Podcast Plus version on our Patreon. 
uh, just for $10 a month, you will get the expanded podcasts and then you get access to uh, a, a lot of our other weekly stuff. Not all of it, but certainly some of it. Uh, and the, the whole Patreon platform is a learning platform for people that want to take what they're learning on the podcast, uh, take what they're learning from us on social, social media and take it to the next level. And they're ready to, to do that and subscribe at the level that you want to subscribe at, unsubscribe at any time that you want, go up, go down, exit, come back. I love the fluidity of it. It's very much in alignment with what we teach. And um, that meditation uh, is, is going to be uh, all about the latest teachings of the stream, the latest aspects of the Taya practice around money mindset. And it's something that it's not really about an affirmation as much as it helps guide you into a positive money mindset and helps you take all of these things that I've talked about with you today and start implementing them as your new belief system. And when you start practicing something as a, a sort of a forced belief system, if you will, for a while, it turns into your actual belief system. You just have to put the effort into doing it diligently to start overriding that subconscious train of thought that you've got going on. And if you've been listening to us for a while, you also know that the tire practice is very much about detuning your transgressors, detuning your triggers, detuning the things that pop up for you that create your limiting beliefs that how's that going to work? That didn't work last time. That's never happened that way. How are you going to do this? All of those little triggers that you've created for yourself that pop up, that's your ego speaking to you, or perhaps you want to call it your voice of limiting beliefs, that portion of your ego, you can detune all of that stuff. So that those little things that kind of drag you back to your former vibration, those things get detuned and healed over time. And you want to take time to do this. There's value in taking time in the journey for sure. And when you're in it and you're in the middle of it and you're loving the journey, you will keep doing it. I promise you that. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on Patreon uh, for that guided meditation that I speak of. It's going to be uh, the expanded version of this podcast, which is uh, episode 225 for the Stream of David. And if you haven't checked it out yet, be sure and check out the Taya Practice Podcast, the TYA practice. Uh, it's everywhere. You can find podcasts. You can uh, subscribe and be sure always to like uh, and review and, and give us a star rating, please, on these podcasts. It helps other people discover them. And I appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.